0: Welcome back people. This week we are talking about Miss Kobayashi's Dragon, Dragon Maid. Maid. Okay, 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 Before we kick off the show, uh, I just wanted to say thanks to people that are listening because Aww. it was really cool this week to look at our SoundCloud stats mm. and see that we have an international audience and there's some people listening from, yeah, some places that I didn't actually think would listen to our show. But Thank
1: you for tuning into our mindless ramblings. Yeah,
0: exactly. But seriously, it is it is awesome and um, we'd love to hear from you guys uh, if you leave us a comment or something.
1: Oh, on that note too, I should say, yes. we have switched from Instagram to Twitter, something that previously I'd said we'd never have because Twitter to me is a bit of a a crazy world. But... Uh,
0: suits you just fine.
1: <laughs> but Instagram, I don't know. It was not really working for us because I think we're not very visual people and my idea of aesthetics is a little challenging. So if you want to hit us up on Twitter, uh, please do. Please follow us. We're at... S-O-L That's slice of life S-O-L underscore podcast Is our Twitter handle And I mean we update there When we put up new episodes mm-hmm. But um, also Put some other stuff up yeah, there Random crap some, yeah, That you guys might be interested in So it would be really cool to connect with us on that If you have the time
0: Yeah and we'd just like to speak to you in general About the show And if you have any feedback for us
1: Because um, we get sick of each other
0: I mean, I made a bunch of those dummy accounts, and I was just gonna like comment on there, and we could have a conversation. Great work, guys! <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really love the way that T does X, Y, Z. Um And something that's occurred to us mm. now that we're up to episode six is that we should probably do a brief bit of an overview at the start of the show in case this is your first time listening. Um, if
1: it's not, welcome back. If it is, welcome.
0: Yes, exactly. And so, yeah, we're I'm T, and I'm this Kay. is Kay and we generally just don't take ourselves too seriously on this show and like having informal discussions about uh, shows we've watched, games we've played, and K-pop eventually we'll K-pop once we get around to it.
1: <laughs> we um, listen to a lot of K-pop. We just aren't very confident in our Korean yet pronouncing their names. Yes,
0: uh, but maybe we should get the little soundbite of someone actually pronouncing their name correctly and just insert it. Kwan Ji Yong Quan Ji Yong
1: this week we're talking about Jude Dragon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like those YouTube videos with the robot voice. <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about. Let's just
1: do that instead. Robots can replace us.
0: Um but yeah, so how would you how would you describe our show, Kay?
1: Um we're definitely not hardcore fans of anything in particular. And I think I would probably pitch myself as a nerd of all trades master of none.
0: Oh yeah. I'm a nerd of a
1: lot of things. I have my finger in a lot of nerdy pies. That sounds wrong. Too much info. (laughs) Yep.
0: (laughs) But yeah, basically, please don't feel uh, intimidated. We're just a bunch of nerds and we don't really give a crap about uh, being overly technical and being overly... Uh, I'd I'd say unfriendly is probably the the way that sometimes comes across, you know, when people are really like obsessed about it. And I
1: think in the anime world as well, there are a fair few niches where if you try to pop up and be like, I'm new here, I really love this anime, there are a lot of people who will slam you down for being a noob, just like with gaming, just like with K-pop, really. People get very possessive. Um, So yeah. But
0: everyone's welcome here. So yeah.
1: We're all friends.
0: We're all friends here. So let's get started on the old show. Uh, like we said, we're talking about Miss Kobayashi. How sick was that intro song, oh by the my way? Oh, God,
1: it's my favorite. Well, one of my favorites. Definitely top three intro songs of all time is Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid.
0: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I think that was before we even started the show. I mean, as in, like, we we're watching the first episode, just that bit. Oh, I knew from the outset it was so going to be So good. good. Yep. So, what is it? How is it? Where is it?
1: <laughs> it's in my TV. Um,.
0: It's in my brain box.
1: So, Miss Kobayashi is this sad, kind of lonely, late, maybe mid to late 20s girl, woman. Mm -hmm. Um, She lives by herself. She drinks. She works at a software engineering company. She's your standard nine to five uh, cubicle complacent kind of person. And one night she gets super drunk, goes out to a park, takes a sword out of this dragon, mm-hmm. that she assumes she's hallucinating, and then proceeds to offer the dragon a place at her house as her maid, because if Miss Kobayashi is nothing else, she is obsessed with maids. Yes. And so, to her surprise, and to our surprise, the dragon actually turns up at her house the next day, dressed in a maid costume. Um, and
0: it's like, I'm ready to start my life exactly. as a maid.
1: And pretty much from there, uh, we're introduced to Toru, that's the dragon maid. Um, and her cast of hilarious dragon friends that eventually, I think, become a bit of a family.
0: Yeah, they do become a family for sure. And it's and this show is very much a slice of life. Like this is there's no uh, there's no overarching plot necessarily. That yeah, there's we're trying no to end game. Yeah, yeah, it's not like they um, you know in high Q they're aiming for some sort of championship win yeah. or something like that. Um, it always
1: comes back to Haikyuu.
0: That's because it's greatest. Because all we live is Haikyuuu.
1: Yeah. I also think it's interesting that they could have swapped this into Miss Kobayashi is transported to the fantasy world or another world and taken it in a whole different direction. But instead, they've brought the dragons to mm. the real mundane human world, and that gives it a kind of cutesy edge.
0: Yeah. And yeah, they, this show just basically follows the life and times of Kobayashi and her dragon ensemble cast that's now appeared in her life. And like you said, ties into uh, family themes and talks about their relationship as a dragon family. And it's a pretty awesome show. I think I'm just I gonna can say from safely outset.
1: say this is the sweetest anime I've ever watched in my life. And that's saying something because I've watched some real tooth rotting fluffers.
0: Wow. Yep. That's vivid. <sighs> Um, This one, you're right. It is probably this. Like I thought, Toradora was top of the pops in terms of nah, like sweetness, got, but oh man, for me anyway, yep. this yeah, surpassed Toradora, yeah. which is saying something. So,
1: so let's run through the characters. Yes, let's do. So we've got obviously Miss Kobayashi, who is mm-hmm, as who we is say, a
0: fish-eyed <laughs> mom type finger figure finger. <laughs>
1: I love that you know almost every episode they make a point of calling her fish eyed and I they mean do. she is pretty fish eyed but still that's i mean compared to the other characters, she's not very uh yeah yep physically attractive so she's,
0: she's a nine to five human and mm-hmm. uh her general sort of personality is doesn't really care about much but is very loving, on yeah the, uh, underneath she's, the surface
1: she can be strict, but I think um she, they need that. Like, Toru needs that, Kana needs that. All their dragons mm. need a grounded anchor, and I think Miss Kobayashi is that. And
0: anchor. she gets rowdy when she's drunk.
1: Oh, man, she gets rowdy. But I guess, you know, Don't that goes all moms. with her... <laughs> I guess that goes with her persona. You know, she's very put together and calm and placid most of the time, but, like, one drink in, and she's, like, stripping off. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's Kobayashi, Toru, which is the main dragon, the dragon maid. Oh, Toddy. She's the best.
1: She's the best. She's
0: super powerful, and in her realm, wherever she was beforehand, she was killing. Literally.
1: Yeah, literally. I think she wiped out villages. Yeah.
0: She loved a good bit of battle, and it's so funny to see her in the human world being so placid and so fascinated by humans Mm -hmm. and trying to integrate. And at the same time,
1: having that background with humans where she used to kill humans and yeah. eat them for fun. Now she has to live amongst them and I think she makes a few comments here and there like, um, oh, you know, back in my world, I would have eaten you for that.
0: Mm, but, exactly. Yep. And she has a kind of uh, perverted, would you say, love for Kobayashi?
1: I think it's cute. I mean, if Miss Kobayashi wasn't up for it, I'd say it's less cute, but mm. deep down, she loves her. Yep. Oh, But yeah, no, she's definitely... Um, Thirsty, shall we say?
0: Thirsty, thirsty That's for Miss Kobayashi. A good way describing that it?
1: Tall, cool glass of Miss Kobayashi.
0: <laughs> so Toru, main dragon Kobayashi, the main human. Yep. And we meet the following dragons along the way: mm-hmm. Kana, who is a, I guess like a baby dragon, still super powerful. Yeah, I
1: think she's about five hundred years old though, but she's still in child form.
0: Mm-hmm. And Fafuniru, who is sort of like, a I
1: don't know, death
0: lord. Yeah. He, Is yeah, he
1: even looks like someone who would be in like a death metal group.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's an old friend of Toru's anyway. Yep, and he has a strong distrust for humans, very strong. Yeah,
1: and yet, in the end, just like with all the dragons, comes to love a human.
0: Yep, and we meet some other dragons, such as Elma or Eruma, Mm. and she's sort of like a natural rival for Toru because her back in the dragon realm wherever that is mm. their families were opposing factions sort of like red versus blue type of thing
1: <laughs> kudos to anyone who gets that one
0: yeah thanks early 2000s
1: <laughs> and the last dragon I think yeah Yeah. we'll leave it Pretty at that much, for yeah. the dragons is, is it Lukoa Luchoa I always she kind of she has a
0: massive long name
1: along with massive other assets um, yes and she kind of is the... I wouldn't say the fan service. I don't think she's there just for boobs. But in case you were wondering, and you haven't seen it, her boobs are
0: enormous. Like H or something.
1: Like, yeah, the biggest anime boobs I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the start, when she first appeared, I was like, she's just there for fan service. She's just there to make people be like, oh, boobs. But instead, she's actually really lovely. Yeah, she's a nice character. Yeah. And...
0: Um, she is sort of paired up with this little kid called Shota, who is an aspiring mage.
1: I thought he was a girl for a long time, but he's hey. a he.
0: Takes all kinds, doesn't yep.
1: it? it really does.
0: And the other main characters, would you say, are Makoto? Makoto?
1: Yeah, um, Fafuniro's roommate. And AKA Kobayashi's
0: colleague, colleague. at work. And Riko, who is Kana's friend when she goes to school. So
1: I guess we could say the pairs are Kobayashi and Toru, Kana mm-hmm. and Riko, Shota and Luchoa, Makoto and uh, Fafuniro, and Elma and food.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Elma, By the end, yeah. that
1: that's like the end game pairs, I guess you would call it.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about what's awesome about this show. Because oh, there are so many things. So many awesome things. And generally speaking, it's awesome to talk about awesome things, is right? it not?
1: We wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't awesome. Can we just say we will not be podcasting about yes. shows that we don't love? We might do a few that are like animes that we've couldn't finish, and mm-hmm. here's why.
0: Yeah. The generally speaking, if you see an episode pop up with an anime, it's because we've liked it. Yep. And because it we think it's worth some of your time. <laughs> you may not like it, but it's give worth it a look. 3 episodes, that's usually yeah. my my approach. Okay. So Let's talk awesomeness. God damn it, there's so much in this show that's <laughs> so good. Um, so as we said before, the general theme of the show, I think, is family mm. and talking about family relationships. And something that I found quite awesome about this show, Kay, was that they really delved into – I mean, it, it is slice of life in that it's like fluffy on the surface type funny shenanigans. But they did delve into like how – how one has to change their family views when they're put into a new situation. I'm talking about Kobayashi oh, and talking yeah. about Toru. Yep. And they, they deal with like running away from home and generally standing up to your parentals, mm-hmm. that sort of thing.
1: Which is difficult. Yep. I think also it's good to note that at the start of the series, Miss Kobayashi is very lonely. I think her family lives in a different city to her and mm. she only calls them once in a blue moon. She's living by herself. She's very cut off from the world. Just happy to go home and like read maid manga. And Toru has just been kicked out of her kingdom, or maybe she ran away from. Yeah, I think she
0: was banished because she fought her dad or something.
1: Yeah. So already at the start of the season, we see the two of them separated and isolated. And then when they come together. They form their own family dynamic, their own family unit with Kana once she joins in as Mm -hmm. the child. And then we've got Toru as sort of like the mum figure. And I would say Kobayashi as sort of the strict dad. I mean, I'm saying that in the traditional roles, not that it has anything to do with gender, Mm. but you need the good cop and the bad cop. And usually that's a dad and a mum or vice versa.
0: Although I'd say that I I found uh, Kobayashi more like a an elder sister for kana
1: Oh yeah, I can see that.
0: But but if you look if you look at their uh, interactions on the surface, it's like some weird family where the daughter, or Toru is in love with the like the parental figure and she has a sister who's the, They're a family. You know They're what a I mean. family. Yeah, yeah, let's
1: just leave it at that. They are a dysfunctional family, but a family nonetheless. Yeah.
0: And one of the things I found really cool about this show is how they uh playfully showed how hard it is for dragons to like exist in the human Because 'Cause they're I'm so sure it's very powerful. <laughs> and they so they exist in human form. Mm. But like when uh Toru's at home, she'll have her tail out. Yeah, and her horns on and her, and her wings
1: yep.
0: out. Yep. Um but I found it awesome just all the little moments where they're like But in our dragon world this means nothing. And, yeah. you know, it's like a magic trick to bend a spoon or something. And they're like fascinated by it in the human oh, world. Oh, yeah.
1: And they get obsessed with learning how to do that. Or when um, Kana and Toru are roughhousing, or so they call it, yeah. in that field. And, and they, they, they destroy decimate, yeah. entire, like, countryside. So I think putting that into this perspective of, I mean, we love dragons. Yeah. Dragons are great, start, right? But dragons in human form
0: So maybe the... Even better. Awesome slash funny part is that it's the contrast of like incredible power and they're not allowed to use it. Yep. And the situations that arise in our human existence, which their incredible power can't solve. Yeah. And that is in itself Making omurais. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And...
1: I have to say, one of the things that I found most awesome about this show, and Mm -hmm. I'm certain that there are a lot of other people out there who agree with me on this one, maybe not some, but... When I first started this show and I saw that there was going to be romance between Toru and Miss Kobayashi, mm-hmm. I immediately wrote it off in my mind as like, oh, here we go, like sort of like I did with Yuri on Ice in that I assumed that it would be it would be just another yuri pun intended. Uh, way of showing two women having a relationship. So like, oh, they get close and there's boobs and mm. whatever and they wash each other's backs in the baths.
0: But yeah, they do do that. Yeah,
1: but no, um, you know, real deep relationship ever comes of it, which might be, you know, doing a disservice to some Yuri manga or anime out there. But mm-hmm. from what I have seen so far, a lot of it is just fan servicing. However, like with Yuri on Ice, Miss Kobayashi proved me wrong because... I shouldn't have written it off like that. Their relationship is so much more than just like possible lesbians. Mm. Instead, they go into the dynamics of a real relationship where you're living with each other and have to be in close quarters with one another, regardless of whether one of you is a dragon.
0: Yeah, that's right. And yeah, there's a universal theme there.
1: Yeah. Even the fact that Miss Kobayashi goes out 9 to 5 to work, she has to put in overtime in order to spend time with Kana. When she comes home, Toru has cleaned the house like a maid and made her tea and or dinner mm. or whatever. I just think, I don't know, that dynamic could have been set up really badly and they could have just over-sexualised the whole lot of it.
0: Oh, right, but they did a good job.
1: But they did a yeah, really yeah. beautiful job of it.
0: And... So, so 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 far, we're sort of talking about themes and uh, aspects of the show which aren't on the surface all that funny, but like trust us it's a yeah. funny show there's just heaps of those like dry humor moments,
1: yeah, actually, it was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be,
0: yeah, really lovable and really funny mm. um, especially especially tor for me anyway, mm. to's obsession with. Kobayashi and yep. wanting like wanting her to eat her tail. She has this tail dragon meat and she keeps going on about how like it's the most delicious succulent <laughs> like Incredible, and tries meat. to
1: hide it in Miss Kobayashi's like curries and yeah, stuff. But like it's that. really
0: obvious. It looks, yep. it looks like a a grapefruit.
1: It actually looks. Don't judge me for this. It actually looks pretty delicious. I think if she set it down in front of me, I'd eat it.
0: I think if you close your eyes, yeah. if you're Kobayashi, just close your eyes and just try a bit. Apparently, it's like really creamy <laughs> and really yum. But- I she don't think Miss Kobayashi tail, ever,
1: uh, ever falls for it, though, unfortunately. No, no. But, like,
0: it's just little things like that, persistent themes in the show that are just really funny. Yep. And S- super cute. Now, speaking of maids, mm. how good is Toru as a maid, though, oh. in all honesty?
1: I reckon she's the best. You reckon? Like, I've, I've watched some obscure... I've seen
0: a lot of maids in my <laughs> time. <tale.
1: laughs> <laughs> maid anime, specifically... And I think a lot of maids are just there for like the, oh, sir, whatever, like aesthetic, which is fine, you know, but do your job. If you're going to be a maid, don't just be there to be sexy, like actually dust something or actually polish something. Right. Okay. Don't waste your day. But I think Toru is a really good maid. She perfected all those meals. Remember when That's she made true. Kana's lunch and it was that elaborate it's salad? incredible, Yeah. Yeah. She starts out
0: as a pretty useless maid, as most dragons would be, I'm sure, because they're not used to being anyone's Mm. servant. But it's actually really endearing how much she cares about being a maid, I think.
1: Even when they're shopping for um, stationary supplies for Kana's kindergarten, Mm -hmm. and they go and, I don't know, Toru's so excited about getting her a backpack and erasers and things. It's just so mundane, but to her it's really novel. It's funny,
0: again, coming back to... Toru's sort of perverted love for Kobayashi. You call
1: it perverted, I think it's totally justified.
0: If it was a dude saying it, it would be perverted.
1: Well, yeah, but no dude can be as cute as Toru.
0: True that. <laughs> um, they're in, I think they're in the stationery store and they saw like a stamp or something mm. and <laughs> Toru's thoughts were immediately like, is this for you to brand me with so that I'm forever yours? Please brand me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: speaking of maids also along with miss kobayashi's obsession with maids um, i really liked it when they went to rico you know kana's friends yep. her house and her sister josie josie was a maid mm-hmm. um or at least she she was like cos- your
0: stereotypical maid. type maid right
1: yeah yeah i guess so um and then toru got really jealous that josie was doing a better job of being a maid than her i thought that was again just so endearing like yep. just the little things were so cute
0: and uh, the background music, this is a totally lame topic, but back, the background music in this show is also on point. I think it suits the environments and it yeah. suits the situations. Yeah. Yep. I think Just it's similar to... Fact
1: <laughs> I think it's similar to Auron. When you yeah. hear a certain song, you know something's about to go down or yeah, that's some right. romantic thing is about to happen or whatever.
0: Speaking of stuff going down, mm. don't know what made me think of this, but I love how in this show... Fafuniru, who is the super demon lord, <laughs> like hates human dragon person, um, who of course ends up living in the human realm because he has something. And secretly to loving out. it. Secretly loving it. Um, I love how they portray him as like a a gamer, and oh,
1: yeah.
0: he he plays like some sort of MMORPG for twenty four <laughs> hours straight and <laughs> in like the bottom left hand corner of the screen there's always like chat like yeah we're going to bed we'll see you later and he's like not going to sleep playing forever and they're like pitiful humans <laughs> yeah you mustn't be human man he's like i'm not human don't <laughs> call me that or something
1: uh, i think also on Fafuniru, when he's at comicette actually that brings me to my can yes I discuss can i fangirl over my favorite episode yes which ironically is called yeah, fan service episode frankly yeah. Um so in this episode they go to the beach, which is like a stereotypical thing in anime where they always go to the beach, and then Comicette, which again I've seen a lot of animes recently where they've been to Comicette. Anyway, mm. um so at Comicette specifically, I wanted to say about Fafuniru, he releases so the guy he's living with, Makuto, he um publishes his own what would you call it? Manga?
0: Yeah. I yeah. actually can't remember Dojinshi. what his is about.
1: I forget. But anyway, he publishes his own manga, let's just say. And Fafuniru also writes one. And his is like demonic secrets to, you know, killing humans. All this ancient lore on dragons yeah curses yeah curses and stuff and no one buys it at all and he gets so pissed off because he's like these humans are they don't like, realise what's <laughs> in front <laughs> exactly. of them yeah but as if anyone would want to go up to him like if I saw him sat- sitting there there is no way yeah. I would he, he, was, he was like
0: <laughs> arms crossed brooding and yeah. you could see the and
1: even the artwork was pretty terrible in his, I like, mean, yeah. it was still better than mine but yeah
0: I think they blurred it out as well classic yeah uh the other thing about uh, Makoto mm. and Kobayashi that I would say is I love their dynamic. I love how they're just like a couple of lads when they go for drinking. Oh, yeah, and, and they, Makoto
1: turns into a total otaku. And absolutely. And gets the like crazy eyes on. And, and the,
0: the like two front. Yeah,
1: the buck rabbit,
0: teeth. Uh, what are they? Rabbit teeth. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's awesome. And they just love talking about maids and <laughs> they bond over that. At first, I didn't trust Makoto because I thought it would be like your classic scenario of. Toru comes in and she has to compete with someone for Kobayashi's attention. Mm. And I thought that was going to be Makoto, so I didn't trust him initially. But he turned out to be awesome.
1: See, proven wrong yet again.
0: Just the story of my life.
1: (laughs) The other part of my favorite episode that I love, love, love was when they were at the beach and Toru took Miss Kobayashi for a fly, like Mm -hmm. around on her dragon back. And I think Miss Kobayashi says something along the lines of, you know, she used to come to the beach with her family and she really misses them and they used to see the fireworks every year. So they go and buy this firework and it's a shitty little, you know, it goes out after about five seconds of being lit. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't think Miss Kobayashi is visibly disappointed, but I think Toru can sense that you know it was a much more epic event when she was little. Yeah. So Toru like releases this huge ball of fire into the yeah, atmosphere awesome. that like sparkles down stars or whatever. And I don't know, it's just little things like that. Like in an in a regular, I'm going to say regular anime, in a non fantastical, heteronormative anime, I think that would require a huge amount of building up to for the hero to Mm -hmm. do something so like you know beautiful for the heroine Mm -hmm. but in this it's just another instance of Toru being like so selfless and so caring even though Miss Kobayashi shows her own love back to Toru in different ways I think I don't know there's just something so beautiful about. there's a lot
0: of feels in the show
1: yeah yeah
0: like at the towards the end of the season might be the last episode actually Mm-hmm. Uh, so the whole season, Toru hasn't really gotten that much affection from Kobayashi, mm. uh, but she gets a Christmas present and it's a dragon scarf, and it just—you can just tell—it means like the world to her. Yeah, and it just, it's just such a sweet moment, and that this show has so many of them, but that one in particular is just—that
1: was the clincher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are so cute. Even the relationship between. The other pairings in the show, so for instance, Rico, 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 and Rico. Uh, Kana. When you know Kana first starts kindergarten, Rico is quite mean to her, but then she wins her over, and Rico becomes obsessed with her. Worships and whenever, her. yeah, whenever Kana touches her or like kisses her cheek or rubs her cheek in hers, Rico like goes mad. Yeah, and I don't know. It was just I can see like a mini. Kobayashi and Toru kind yeah, of dynamic in them. And the same with even Um Lukoa and Shota, when they, I don't know, Shota, I guess at the start, I sort of got the feeling that Shota was scared of her because of her boobs, which probably isn't too far off the mark.
0: She is very intimidating. Mm,
1: yep. Very for yeah, very various forward. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um. But towards the end, I don't know, I think he kind of grew used to her and he was like, well, she's just a part of my life now, yeah. whether I like it or not. And she makes a good pillow for various reasons.
0: Yes. Mm. Indeed. So, in summary, is Toro a good maid, would you say? <laughs> That's what we <laughs> going were back to, to the but, original
1: yeah. point, I would say yes, but I have a feeling you're going to say no.
0: No, I'd, I'd say that she is towards the end of the season in particular. In terms of like a... A textbook definition of what a maid does mm. But beyond that she's just a really great Companion for Kobayashi And and as it shows In like, the later episodes She fights her dad On wanting to stay in the human world And they have this really touching moment where Kobayashi uh, Steps between them And they're about to have this like yeah. huge Battle and keep in mind That Toru is really Powerful and her dad's name Is literally the like Emperor of Demise So he's like the strongest guy in in her (laughs) faction, and they're about to have a showdown. And she's standing up to him, and Kobayashi gets in the way and is like, "Look, you got to trust your daughter."
1: That's true love, right? And they're just
0: really good companions for each other. Do you know if there's a second season?
1: Uh, as far as I am aware, there is not, and I have a feeling that although the manga has continued, uh, I don't think they're planning on making a second season. And Mm -hmm. I could kind of see why not, to be honest. There's not a whole lot more you could do with this story. I think it ended in a pretty sweet spot.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, shall we talk zombie then?
1: We always talk zombie. We always talk zombie. I okay. feel like this zombie team is going to be pretty epic. Yes. It contains dragons, which I feel it, like they're above zombies anyway. they just fly back to their own world. If
0: there's an apocalypse, you want these dragons on your team. Yeah. So just and so you know. Just to clarify also, because we're amateurs and not very well put together, Um, In our earlier episodes, I believe we referenced a different type of uh, character in the zombie team. Which one? Comic relief.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it's nice to vary it up.
0: Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, we were just testing you
1: guys to Mm -hmm. see if you noticed any difference. And I bet you didn't. But this
0: time, we're going to get it right. (laughs) Okay. So, we've got a leader. (gasps) We've written them down this time. Healer, specialist, and idiot, I'm just going to call them.
1: Don't call them an idiot. They're fodder.
0: Okay, whatever. If, it, idiot if it's
1: an idiot, that's just rude. All
0: I right. wouldn't oh, want an fodder. idiot on my You're team. You're right, fodder's much better.
1: <laughs> it sounds more sophisticated. Uh, all right, T, give me your zombie team.
0: All right, first up, we have the, the leader. And it's going to be... The, the, the big man. The big man. It's going to be Kobayashi, because she unites everyone she's pretty uh good at thinking through situations Mm. and very calm very calm exactly and that's what you would like in a leader i would think and also because i feel like her in the team is necessary in order to have uh, toru in order to have blah in order to have blah do you know what i mean she, oh,
1: I see, Yes, yeah, She brings a, a chain of people yes, with her. Right, okay. Indeed. I see what you mean. Yep.
0: So my leader is Kobayashi. For my tank, it's gotta to be Toru because she is incredibly powerful.
1: Right. So Toru's gonna just run through the ranks.
0: And she if if there was a situation where she had to like charge through, if yep. maybe Kobayashi was in danger, she would definitely do that. Yep. And she's super powerful. I'm not sure if I mentioned that, but she's really powerful.
1: <laughs> the most powerful. Yes.
0: For my healer, bit mm. of a random one, you might say, but Lukoa. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Is it because of the boobs?
0: No, but that's a good point, I guess, mm. if you need pillows in the stress yeah. sort of thing. Uh, because she only sort of came into the story because uh, sh- Shota was... Is it Shota? Mm. Mm. He was summoning a demon or something. Oh, that's right. Heard, he's
1: like a little witch. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he's a mage. Yeah, that's in right. Training. And he was summoning a demon, and she heard the summon. And because she didn't want him to actually get a demon, because then he'd have to <laughs> deal with the demon, she went to his aid and sort of took Aww. care of him from then. So I think she would be a good healer overall. For my specialist.
1: Wait, like, which one's the specialist?
0: Specialist is like your Daryl Dixon, someone who can just
1: oh, yeah, like yeah like get, like get
0: stuff done. Good at everything. It. Yeah, yeah
1: okay, I see what you mean.
0: Um, I would go with Fafuniru. He, in general, doesn't have much of a team player attitude. Mm. I'll give you that. Mm. Neither does Daryl Dixon, but...
1: Lone wolf type.
0: Exactly. And But he is very skilled and extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think, with, especially with his knowledge of curses, he would be a very useful specialist.
1: Yep. And I'm sure his you know gaming experience would help there.
0: That definitely comes in handy. I know that my many years of playing mm. World of Warcraft has... Yep, it's helped you get a job. Helped you craft the yeah, world. cleared up War- your skin. World of Warcraft. Get better
1: grades.
0: <laughs> it's a cure-all.
1: It really is. Gaming's like that.
0: And we haven't talked about the next character, who uh, is my fodder.
1: We can talk about it. Not much,
0: but so I would choose Elma. Mm-hmm. She. How did I didn't know
1: it was? How did I didn't know it was gonna be Elma?
0: Like, oh, well, she's a bit ditzy. <laughs> and she, she's a. I, I think she's a pretty nice character overall. Yeah. She's a bit hard to like initially for me anyway, because I, I didn't really want anyone to break up the family.
1: Oh, right.
0: Yeah. And, but she is an adorable character in that she is obsessed with food and just can can't, but because she's in the human world and she doesn't want to interrupt things she can't have any money or gold (laughs) or anything. So she can't buy food, but she just loves it so much. So I think,
1: doesn't she start working at Miss Kobayashi's engineering company? Yeah, exactly. So So that she can get money to buy food. food. Again, like respect.
0: She's a bit of a bumbling sort of fool at times though. She's a bit ditzy. Oh, bless. But overall, that is a pretty freaking powerful zombie team.
1: Yeah, I reckon you're, I mean, you've got, almost all of the dragons except for Kane in there so mm. and Toru's
0: dad I guess Jesus I would not want him on my team <laughs>
1: yeah I know he's a real buzz kill eh yeah. um all right for my zombie team mine's pretty much the same as yours because I feel like each of them slots into that place so well so my leader would be Kobayashi my tank would be Toru my healer, I'm not going to give to Lukoa. I'm going to give to Kana because number one, I really love Kana and I really love everything about her. I accidentally searched for merchandise about her on eBay, and that was a real mistake. Because, ah yes, yeah. Yes. There's a,
0: just do yourself a favor just and just check that out. No, don't. No, don't scar don't do yourself, a favor, yourself like
1: I did. Um, but I guess that's you know what I get for looking for merchandise of a child dragon because you can't have a cute child in anime without somebody sexualizing it. Um, So my healer would be Kana because, like I said, I like her, but also with Rico in particular, I feel like she shows a real soft side and a real kind of not motherly, but she's very caring and she's very um, selfless. And I think that would come in handy in a healer. Plus, she's an awesome-looking dragon. She's, like, furry.
0: Oh, she is an awesome dragon. Yeah, she looks so like Haku if a little you need...
1: bit. A little bit, yeah, with the fur. Actually, mm. yeah, that could be cousins. Um, Conspiracy theory. Yes. So, you know, if you're in need of maybe a mental health break, you can get her to turn into a dragon. Just snuggle up and to her. And she's,
0: like, electricity pal, isn't yeah.
1: she? Yeah. So, oh, even better. You could need be to power like, up a hospital. Related. Exactly. Boom. Yep. Um, for my specialist, you had Fafunyu, I had
0: Makoto. He's partner in crime, yeah. Because,
1: yeah, yeah, and pretty much for the same reasons that you said, not because he's the lone wolf, but because his gaming experience would come in really handy. Plus, I think there's a lot more to him than we know. Like, Mm. I feel like someone who plays that many games, reads that much. Manga. He is
0: also very good at the games too. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. So give him an actual sword and he'd probably be pretty good with it.
0: A especially if sword. he was
1: in <laughs> especially if he's in like otaku mod. Yeah true. So um and just like you for my fodder, not my idiot, my fodder, I had Fidiot. Alma as well. Because although I did like her and I liked her obsession with food she was a bit of a klutz And I think in a zombie apocalypse You always need someone who's a- going to accidentally Fumble with the TNT Ugh. Who's accidentally going to shoot themselves in the foot In okay, a really guys, critical moment Nobody put
0: lights on tonight mm-hmm. Oh but I put a light on because I wanted to read yeah, my yeah. face in the mirror
1: Remember in The Walking Dead in the TV series When Shane and Otis went out to the high school And I think Otis slipped yes. and broke his ankle And he had to run on his ankle What did
0: we say Otis? No broken ankle. Exactly
1: That's Elma. She's Otis so I'm sorry to both Otis and Alma, but um R O P Otis, by <laughs> the way. <laughs> I don't I don't really care about him that much. Um yeah, no, I, I definitely think she would be my my fodder. Yeah, nice. So oh. Alright, let's get on to then our chocolate bar rating Indeed. for
0: this one. Okay, I'll go first. Yeah, do it. The following chocolate bar was chosen for the following reasons. Oh, okay. Uh it is warm. Mm-hmm. Kind of old-fashioned, comforting, Mm. and just generally sweet and delicious. Yep. And the winner is Caramello.
1: Caramello Koala or Caramello, like, the block?
0: Just your standard... There's a difference. Is there... Yes. Is there, though? I
1: think they put a bit of something extra in the Caramello Koala. Probably real koala.
0: The volume ratios are off Okay. for Caramello compared to the block, for sure. So, it's some key sort of properties there that aren't exactly the same, which, you know, might affect the overall blend that you get in your mouth. Mm. But it generally speaking, a Caramello type chocolate Okay. would sum up this show for me. Because so sweet, it's sweet, warm. Yeah. I mean, it's like an old fashioned kind of, in, in the sense that it's about families and oh. about those values. It's probably something
1: your dad ate back in the fifties.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. And yeah. What about you, Kay? I think
1: for my parents, that was Turkish delight. You know... Like, my grandma... Like, for my
0: parents, that was like coconuts.
1: <laughs> well, la da some of our parents couldn't afford coconuts oh. back in the day. <sighs> Just to snack on. Um, no, my grandma, and therefore my mum, and I'm fairly sure this will be me when I'm older bring out the Turkish delights and I'm not talking the Love chocolate Turkish coated delight. one I'm talking the one in the old fashioned tin with the baking paper underneath and yeah, they're like
0: wonderful. coated
1: in yeah. oh no tea. that's the real deal this is what I'm talking about this is why we can't be friends
0: <laughs> this is why you have no friends <laughs> As we have established in multiple episodes.
1: Because Turkish Delight by itself, just with that dusting on it, is disgusting. No,
0: it's not. It's delicious. And
1: I'm fairly sure my grandma has kept it in the fridge since I was a little kid. She keeps bringing it out and it keeps tasting disgusting.
0: Maybe you'll eat it one day and maybe then you'll be let into the family.
1: Well, that, in my mind, is old-fashioned. So you can keep your coconuts and I'll keep my Turkish Delight. I always do. But I get what you mean about the old-fashioned taste, sort Mm. of. You know, it's got good family values. Uh uh Uh-huh. All right, so for my chocolate, it is not Turkish Delight, by the way, because I cannot stand that. I'll be giving that to an anime that I hated. Um, Mm. Okay, so here we go. Bit of a 90s throwback, but in Australia, I think it was probably an American treat that we somehow got in Australia by accident. But there used to be this bear, right? It was like a little... I don't know. You know is it in Christmas, a big Christmas, no, <laughs> a big blue house. <laughs> you know they bring out at Christmas those magical elves, and it's like popping candy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like in the little packets. So there was one like that. It was like that size, Caramello koala size, but it was Winnie the Pooh, and it was full of honey. So it was chocolate, just milk chocolate, oh, and it had honey inside. Nice. Don't make that face. Honey is delicious, anyway. And it was like all Winnie the Poohed up. It was super cute. So. I was obsessed with these chocolates, right to the point where I would make myself sick and just keep going because I could care less. Because Sounds like a only... standard
0: course of action <laughs> for eating chocolate. But yeah. I did
1: the same with tacos, actually. Um, so these Winnie the Pooh things not only were they super, super sweet, like probably cost me a lot in dental bills in the future, sweet, but addictive. Wholesome, mm, nice. kind of that little kick of being healthy. Like, oh, we're including honey in this, so it's okay for kids.
0: And did you intend for this also, the honey aspect of it, non-perishable, just like this show?
1: <gasps> Boom! If we had a microphone to drop, we would drop it. But these, drop ones these ones are pretty no, expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I would classify this show as Winnie okay. the Pooh, cool. Because, like I said, it's warm, it's fuzzy, it's. Sweet yeah. And unfortunately not available anymore. I don't know why. Ooh. I actually, I don't know. I I didn't f-
0: you hear? the? There was a massive uh, conspiracy. <laughs> they were actually putting
1: metal shavings in there. Yeah. Um, oh, it's iron. It's good for you. <laughs> yeah, it's good for you. So, yeah, if you can find a season two of Miss Kobayashi, if you can find a Winnie the Pooh chocolate bar, Either way, you're a winner.
0: Yeah, nice one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'd love to show. We'd love to hear what you thought about it. And like we said at the top of the show, thanks for listening. It's been awesome. Um, we look forward to putting out some more anime episodes because it seems like you guys like those ones the most. Who wouldn't? Am I right? But, yeah, that's probably a wrap for this week.
1: We'll catch you next week, and we hope you have a marvellous day.
0: Have a Marvel Spider-Man.
1: Damn it. Thank you so much for listening to our show. As always, you can find us on our website at www.sliceoflifepodcast.com. Please feel free to get in touch with us, leave a comment, or even send us an email through our website. We'd love to hear from you.